0: Uh, last topic at hand that I want to speak on is um, the Sunday night football schedule. And uh, basically what I'm going to be doing is giving my top three, which and I chose three because that's that's a very difficult thing to do with Sunday night football is that, you know, that's a to narrow that down to your top three. You know, it really, you know, you can you can switch out three more other games with the top three I have right now and say those could be the top three. That's just how good the. um the scheduling is this year. And that's surprising because, you know, me personally, I've always griped about the Sunday night football schedule because for one, they like to force the Cowboys and the Giants down our throats. But this year, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they they didn't even have the um, Giants on for one game, which is, I mean, rightfully so because they're they're rebuilding uh, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and I don't think they're on – the Giants are on one game. Of course, the Cowboys are there. I'm seeing at least three times at least. Let's see, one, two, three, four. Yeah, about four times on there. So, I mean, that, that was to be expected. That's America's team. But um, anyway, I digress from my point. My top three in terms of uh, the Sunday night football schedule. Starting with number three, I'm going to go with the Bears and the Rams at number three. And, again, I could have really – it's three more games I could have replaced with these three. You know, it could have went – any kind of way but uh you know I, I made the tough decisions to narrow it down to three and uh the bears and the rams and by the way the rams will be the home team for that game that's week 11 i got that as my third but we just talked about the bears defense clearly and i mean what the, what this game is a case of what entices me and, and intrigues me about this game here is simply put the Bears are one of the better defenses in football, in my opinion. Obviously, they're first or in uh, in terms of that list that Daniel Jeremiah gave, they're first. But in, in terms of totality, to me, they are the best defense in football. And you're looking at arguably the best offense in football. You know, the guys that went to the Super Bowl and although, you know, they didn't impress all that much in terms of, uh, you know, going against the Patriots in the, the most recent Super Bowl, in terms of putting up the offensive firepower that we saw previously, we still know that, you know, under Sean McVay, that this offense is one of the better offenses in football, one of the better young offenses, the Jared Goff, you name it, man. They, they got all the tools, Todd Gurley. Uh, they just added the kid from Memphis. Um, his name is escaping me right now in the draft. But, they, man, that guy's going to be lethal man mark my words he's gonna be lethal and I mean as a Georgia fan I'm a big Todd Gurley fan uh but the thing is this knee problem seems kind of chronic I'm not a doctor by any means but uh you know we don't know how this knee problem is gonna go with him It, it seems like a chronic issue but we'll see uh but I digress from my point but yeah man you looking at this this defense and and going against this this top tier offense man and I just think like if anything, it'll, the Bears will show everybody else, if it hasn't been figured out by then, you know, what needs to be done, what kind of talent you need, what you what you need to do schematically. And that will basically give people a blueprint, especially if the Rams are hot, to, you know, how to stop this offense, which, you know, as we've seen, could get fire hot. And at times, you know, they can get cold and, with the Super Bowl being a case in point. But, you know, they could, uh, especially late in the season where, where this, this is – yeah, roughly midway or, or a little bit past the midway mark in the season, you know, this can give teams out there that blueprint to, of how to slow or, or neutralize the Rams, if you will. And, you know, that could be a big deal going into it. So, yeah, I just can't wait to see how Sean McVay fares against who I believe is the top defense in football with all of that talent, man, that I just named. And, uh, yeah, not to say the least, I can't wait for that game. So that is the one I had at number three. And then for number two, I had the Green Bay and Kansas City game. Now, this is just a case of me being, you know, loving offensive football. I love defensive football, too. Uh, the the, the low-scoring games are games me and Josh have talked about that we enjoy as well, unlike some other people. You know, people want to see these 45-45 shootouts. No, nah, I want to see a little defense sometimes. But in this case, it's just a matter of, you know, the top quarterback in football, arguably last year, I mean, the MVP of the league, Patrick Mahomes, the cover man of Madden, you name it. Patrick Mahomes going against the GOAT, Aaron Rodgers. You know, when Tom Brady leaves, Aaron Rodgers is the number one quarterback in football, arguably. I mean, although, you know, recently he's had issues staying healthy. So you basically looking at the number one and number two quarterback of football here, not named Tom Brady. And I don't even consider Tom Brady a one of the top quarterbacks in football right Not Not in terms. Of, I say I'll say this. I'll rank him like fourth or fifth because, you know, he isn't what he used to be. Now, don't get me wrong. Tom Brady's still good, uh, but he's not on the level of these guys when healthy. But still, with Bill Belichick, when paired with Gronkowski in the right system, this, that, and the other, make no mistake about it, Tom Brady is an excellent quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. But, again, I'm just saying, all I'm simply saying is he's not what he used to be, and he's not one of the top two quarterbacks in this league, in my opinion. And uh yeah, but this is a case of uh the top quarterback in the league against the number two quarterback, however you want to put rank those two, uh this is a case of that. And I, I just can't wait to see how Patrick Mahone fares against Aaron Rodgers in terms of a battle, quarterback to quarterback battle. Uh again, you look at Green Bay, their defense, in my opinion, to my recollection, is pretty mediocre. He shouldn't have any trouble, even if they're healthy. And I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes here, uh, you know, putting up some crazy stats and putting up, you know, these highlight plays against this defense, in my opinion. Although, you know, from year to year, things could change. You know, maybe the defense of the Green Bay Packers improves this year. I'll have to look at uh, what they made in terms of additions and, and whatnot. But right now, just looking at it on paper, Pat should be able to put up the necessary stuff or the necessary points and highlights and, and this, that, and the other uh, to make this one of the better games of the season. And then you look at Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it really, when he's healthy, he's no defense he can't carve up. And, I mean, Kansas City have made those additions. Now they got uh, – who is it, uh, Ryan uh, – is it Clark? Uh, they got – and um, they signed him to – he's arguably the second highest paid defensive end for three defensive end in football if I'm not mistaken if I think the Packers or should I say I think the Chiefs run a 4 3. Uh, but in terms of defensive ends, let's just put it this way he's making slightly less than Demarcus Lawrence, and I know this because of the Yannick Ngakwe situation and how he'll have to get paid. So Frank Clark is there now, you know, that helps the pass rush. So, uh, you know, he they could keep my man uh, Aaron Rodgers on his toes now, they can make it harder. On him, then the Green Bay Packers defense will make it harder on Mahomes, that's for sure. Uh, But nonetheless, you know, Aaron Rodgers, nine times out of ten, regardless of who you have on the defensive side of the ball, he brings it, and I think he'll bring it for this particular game as well, especially knowing that he's playing the league MVP on the other side of the ball and the young gun in football in terms of the quarterback position. You know the competitive spirit. And Aaron Rodgers is going to make him just want to just bring his A game. And for that reason, this should be one of the better games of the year, if not the game of the year when it's all said and done. So uh, to wrap it up, we were at, what, 30 minutes here. The last one I got personally uh, number one. And again, this was a hard decision. I could have put either of the previous two. On this for, for number one or I could have put a game that I didn't even name <laughs> on the list for number one here because like I said the Sunday night football schedule is actually good this year um, surprisingly but I got the Rams at the Cleveland Browns and everybody's like the Rams at the Cleveland Browns and right now I think this is one of those games that right now looks good on paper at least down the road if you ask me this when training camp begins or during the preseason or something it could very well drop somewhere down the list but right now it's it's a very enticing matchup is what i'll say this is the most intriguing matchup for me because just like everybody else in this world or everybody else that watches professional football i want to know what the the cleveland browns are are about Then we saw what they did last year they had a late Season surge, you know, they got the new coach. uh, His name is escaping me, but they paired him with Baker Mayfield, kept him with Baker Mayfield. He was the quarterback's coach. Um, But that being said, we everybody is going into this season wanting to know if the Cleveland Browns are real or not. And that's exactly what this is a case of. I want to know if the Cleveland Browns are real or not. And by week four, we'll know a good deal about this team and where they stand. I don't know what their first three games looks like. But by week four, when they face the Rams, you know, uh we should have some kind of a, you know, clue of if this team is really playoff material or not. You know, they got the young Baker Mayfield and all of that talent they've been stacking on the defensive side for what many, many years. You, you know, they got the um they got the young man from AM, uh Miles Garrett. They got uh Sheldon Richardson, who they've added out of free agency. They got uh they traded for Olivier Vernon. Uh, who they got from the Giants in um, a, a deal this year. I think that happened previously to the draft. You know, they got the veteran Christian uh, Kirksey. He's been there for many years. He's pretty decent. Denzel Ward over there. Uh, they got Greedy Williams out of the draft this year from LSU. Uh, so you look at this team, man, like they got the young talent on defense. And then, like I said, with the offense, they got Baker, of course, who, you know, showed us some good things last year in terms of promise. They got Nick Chubb. Again, as a Georgia fan, clearly know who that is. Not just Nick Chubb, but that, that running back core is just deep, even with the suspension of um my man's from, from the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that they traded for. But, you know, they still got Duke Johnson behind him. Duke Johnson is a very solid number two guy, man, that can make some things happen. And, uh, I mean, you know, they got to – in my opinion, they got a decent offensive line. They had that in place before Baker Mayfield came, in my opinion, at least. And then, you know, they, of course, the biggest part of the equation, they got my um, man's Odell Beckham from the Giants this year, another guy they traded with the Giants with, basically. Um, so, yeah, they did a lot of business with those guys this offseason. Uh, but, yeah, they got Odell Beckham Jr. over there. You know he's going to be motivated. You know, you know he's going to be trying to show his stuff you know he you know that mindset is just going to be there and then he's with his buddy Jarvis Landry who's no slouch himself and then even even at the tight end position they got in Joku so like this team just all around and especially this this offensive talent intrigues me just as much as the defensive talent but they got some veterans that they added on defense got some veterans that they added on offense with their mix of young talent they already had and man and on paper Right now, they're they're looking like a very intriguing team that, you know, some people are even saying can win that division with this, the Pittsburgh Steelers lost, losing what they lost. And, um, you know, the Ravens are always a team that have, I guess you could say, used or, or been mostly predicated around older players. So there's that. So we'll see. You know, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far and put the Browns at first in the division right now. But all I'm saying is I'm very intrigued by them. And to see them go against the Rams, who I said obviously one of the better offenses in football, and Sean McVay, the offensive innovator, if you will. And, I mean, I didn't even talk about the Rams' defense, but the Rams' defense is no slouch either. You know, they added Dante Fowler last year, who, you know, they got decent things from him. You know, here and there. I don't know if he was good as everybody was hyping him up to be. And I don't know if he was good enough to warrant the money they gave him in the one year deal they gave him. But, you know, he, he was decent. Um, the Aaron Donald, obviously, you know, they got guys that fly around the ball. So. We'll see how Baker performs against that defense, uh, which Wade Phillips, you know, Wade Phillips is going to throw the book at him because he's a young quarterback. He's going to make things difficult on him. But nonetheless, uh, just because of that intrigue for this Browns young roster and and just the urge to know where they're going to go and if they're going to turn it all around. For that reason, I put them number one against the Rams in terms of my personal uh, most enticing Sunday night football game in the upcoming 2019 season so uh, that being said we're gonna wrap this up Um like I said I was trying to keep it uh pretty brief look like we had 37 minutes or so right now so that that wasn't too bad uh, it could have been a little shorter but nonetheless um still a good podcast quality content a little something something for y'all to listen to in the meantime, so that being said, um, again, you can follow me at sportsgrind underscore done and uh, follow all of my work on the Jaguars wire. That's at the Jaguars wire on Twitter. You also follow our podcast at the Jags Den podcast or it might be at Jags Den podcast. And also the site is USA Today or jagswire.usatoday.com. Today dot com. So, you know, it's downtime right now. Uh, so like I'm not going to be putting a bunch of crazy content into the site, but nonetheless, we're still going to be working hard and putting content into the Jaguars and what they're doing uh, as training camp approaches. Uh, so that being said. Also, follow Josh under Johnny Assassin as well. He's going to be back, as I said, Sunday. We're going to talk some football, get a full pod for y'all going. And um, also you can follow this podcast podcast on itunes stitcher anchor spotify radio public especially on itunes feel free to follow us and give us some ratings um comments and reviews um so we can get up there um at spotify as well we can get up there in terms of uh you know our our um our stats if you will so that being said this is your man james johnson here uh we'll tune back in with you all on sunday for a um a full episode And uh, yeah, I'm signing out.